Hey everyone, welcome to Know Your Gear QA, and I uh, hope everyone had a great week. Mine has been really busy. I've been uh, busy. <laughs> busy is good. Better busy than bored. Social Port says, Phil, will you be publishing a video on how to remove super glue from a guitar? Um, I hadn't thought about it. I can do it. I'm sure I know what the question's about is how did I... A lot of people ask how I removed the super glue off of uh, Tyler Larson's PRS. It wasn't a tricky thing. It was It was really not really a thing I was concerned with telling anyone on a video. I was concerned in a Sharpen Max video, uh, the, uh, the thing that I think has made those videos do well. It's a lot of things happening in one video. Like I said, it's an unboxing, it's a repair video, it's a, it's a, a review video, it's all these things. And so when you really take think about this any one of those type of videos could be 15 to 20 minutes and these videos are anywhere between 15 and 30 minutes so it's hard to put, shove four videos into one video uh which i think is why people dig them though because so much is happening uh, i says hey phil are there any types or models of guitars you've tried and tried to like but just can't Oh, okay, good. This is a good question. And it says, uh, I really want to like a Dreadnought Acoustics, but just can't ever feel comfortable with them. You know, yes. And I, and my, my list is pretty extensive on guitars that I've... Because uh, it's not guitars I don't like. That's not uh, that's not the core of Matt's question. The core of Matt's question is that I've tried to like. Um, and yes, there are guitars that I've tried to like. And the reason is because I want them, but they just don't vibe with me. Rickenbacker is one of those. I love the way a Rick sounds, but I just don't dig the neck. And to me, it's, I could sit there and I could talk about V guitars or different shaped guitars and say, okay, I don't like this body shape or that body shape. But r realistically, it's a neck. Uh, if a neck doesn't feel right. Um, and so uh, really to, to answer your question with the Dreadnought guitar, uh, I'm a kind of bigger guy. So I like the bigger acoustic guitars. Um, so I don't mind them so much. But what I would recommend it, for you, if a Dreadnought guitar is not your thing, try a concert guitar or a grand auditorium guitar. Um, essentially, the way I like to categorize acoustic guitars is into a couple easy categories, right? Uh, um, first, I'm going to say I'm laughing because I know what I'm about to say. Uh, with acoustic guitars, this is how I like to look at all the acoustic guitars. Don't worry about what they name them. Think of it like this. There's a pear-shaped acoustic and there's what I call an apple butt. Uh, <laughs> like a big round butt. <laughs> I need to come up with a better analogy. That analogy is like 15 years old. Anyways, um, so yeah, an apple butt guitar would be like a grand auditorium, a, uh, a parlor guitar, a, um, a folk type guitar, a, um, maybe a jumbo acoustic again just that shape so the pear shapes which are like the dreadnoughts if you're not into the dreadnought shape i would definitely try some of those other guitars now like i said the reason i say uh, apple butt is because um a folk guitar is great it's a great shape but folk guitars on are generally smaller and they have more mid-range in the tone and that's a good sounding guitar but if you're if you like the way a dreadnought sounds that's what i'm getting at with this matt i'm thinking you love the way a dreadnought sounds but you don't like the way it feels i think a grand auditorium style guitar or what's called a concert acoustic will get you close. I play a lot of Taylor guitars and and that's how I look. And the Taylor guitars come in like a dreadnought or like a grand auditorium style, you know, concert guitar. And that's what I play is the the concert grand auditorium. Uh, the 214, I think Deluxe is what I, I play the most. I have a bunch. Um, 
something that never comes up. I, I, I like Taylor's. I always have. Um, but uh, and I and here's a good example, Matt. I like Martin's more than Taylor's, but I own Taylor's, and and it's because of those weird things. I I love the way a Martin sounds, but for some reason the Taylor's just feel so good. That's what it is. It's a comfort thing. So yeah, I pick guitars a lot of times over comfort, which is why I'm a Strat guy. I like the way Strat sound. Don't get me wrong, but if a Strat, well, let me put it this way: if Les Paul sounded like Strats. <laughs> and strats sound like Les Pauls. I'd be a happy person because I love the shape of a strat, but the sound of a Les Paul. That's I like the warmer sound of a guitar, but I like the the smaller, kind of comfortable good strat body shape. James Johnson said acoustic guitars hurt my chest. Um, it's possible. You know, I, I know what you're saying. It's like cutting in right here, like in your your rib cage. Um, my guess is you're leaning over the acoustic. <laughs> Uh, which is not uncommon, so you know. It's it's real common for people to kind of lean over their guitars. I tend to lean over my guitars a little bit on the electric guitars. I don't lean over them so much on the acoustic. Uh, leaning over the acoustic, I think, would cause that cutting in motion. You can get a little pad for that, but also just be conscious that you are leaning over the acoustic. You'd be surprised how much if you just straighten your posture, you know, and hold the acoustic a different way. Uh, it's going to help you in every in every way. And actually, I know it's going to sound crazy, but it makes the acoustic sound better. The more you put more of your arm across the top of an acoustic, the more you put your body weight on the acoustic, you're going to deaden the sound ever so slightly. It's ever so slightly. <laughs> so, so again, I don't, I don't, <laughs> we don't need to have a debate of the tone difference, but it's, it is minor, minor amount of tone difference, but it's really more important that it's a, a it's just a better way to play the guitar. And of course, if you're having issues, I'm guessing it's a posture issue. So, and it's just because I see it so much with players. Good deal, question mark. Ah, picked up a Mint 19, 2019 uh, Mojave Fade Epiphone Les Paul Standard Pro, including the TSA hard shell case, go to Locking Tuners tux, Tusk Nut, New Electronics, Page Harness, SD... Okay, so Seymour Duncan uh, SH4, which is the JB. Oh, it says that. Great. And in the bridge, and an SH2, which is the Jazz, in the neck for $450. It's a good deal. Sounds like a good deal. Sounds like It sounds like the deal you want. It's a guitar that, uh, in new, obviously costs more than that, so you're saving some money getting used, but I love it when people like upgrade your stuff, right? Um I am. Uh, that's why a lot of times, and this, and Williams, uh, Williams, so the good news is I think you got a good deal. But the the thing I want to use this kind of to explain to everyone else is this is why we want other people <laughs> to make that guitar so William can get a good deal. But for us, for us savvy guys, what we want is we want to make sure that when we do those mods, uh, like I do, if you notice, I really focus on the sharp my axis on what I call non-marring modifications. In other words, I really try to get everyone, if you mod your guitars, when you go to sell them, take all those mods out. Get all that stuff out of there. Put all the original stuff back in. Keep that original stuff. Everybody always likes to throw it away. I used to I used to get frustrated with it. I finally come to terms with it. I used to always uh, give bags of parts. You know, when anyone brings me a guitar, I always and, and I mod anything. I'd always give them the original parts, and they would always leave them or toss them. And I always thought, but you know, the whole point is put it back stock so that you know you can take those parts and put them on your next guitar. Otherwise, guys like William's going to get a great deal. He's going to get all your parts. Um, William, think about this: four fifty. The two pickups are worth one fifty right there. So, you know what I mean? It's it's a good deal. And to me, I don't know what the downgrade of a used pickup would be. So to me, a used pickup and a pickup is the same thing. I've never understand uh, 
why used pickups take such a hit. Um, the only thing I know that would, in per- personally to me, would affect the used price of a, of a pickup is how short they've cut the wire. Um, but that's how I feel. But the reality is, is used pickups just take a tank. I mean, they lose all their value. So it's always funny to me because I could buy, I'll buy a used pickup anytime I see a good deal on. I'll, I'll buy one if I think it's something I'll use in the future and put it away. <laughs> Reggie's so funny. Is it time to contribute to your alcoholism? Yet yeah, no. No, Reggie, don't do it. <laughs> I'll probably spin it on coffee anyways. I'm a habitual coffee drinker. Uh, that is my that is my true uh, Achilles heel. Um, the uh, uh, Just because I feel like sharing it. I didn't drink alcohol until I was 30. Uh, I'm not making this up. 30. I'm trying to do the math. Oh, 30. I was trying to think it was 31. No, it was 30. I was 30 years old. And uh, here's why. And when I say I didn't try alcohol, I mean, I literally probably couldn't have. I don't think I've ever physically finished a, an alcoholic beverage. Uh, when I was 30 years old, I went with some friends. They wanted me to go to Laughlin. Laughlin's like, I don't know how to say it without offending anybody. I always call it like the poor man's Vegas, but please please take no offense. I don't know how to explain it any other way. It's just a cheaper Vegas. And uh, my friends went, my wife went. We all went, and what happened was they drank, right? That was great. <laughs> For those of you guys that don't drink, you know how cool it is because when your wife drinks and you don't drink, it's kind of the way you want it to be, right? You're the designated driver, and uh, you know they're in a good mood. It all works out for you. This is going odd for a gear channel, but here's the point of the story. The point of the story was when I was there, I was gambling at night because they all went to sleep. They passed out. I was all wired up, and uh, they would bring you free drinks, but it was like alcoholic drinks, and I didn't know what to get, so I tried Bailey's and coffee, and that was the first time I had that, and that's how I kind of got into drinking a little bit. I know that sounds like a weird story, but I was I stayed up all night and uh, this is why the story is funny. I stayed up all night. I finally woke them up at five in the morning uh, when I went to the hotel room. I'd won like, I don't know, $1,500 or $2,000 and I was wired out of my mind on these ba- Bailey's Irish cream uh, coffee liquor drinks with probably, they probably had whiskey in them too. I don't know what it was, but uh, so there you know, now you know. <laughs> so, uh, and then later I, I decided to, to try uh, crafted beers, and that's what I'm into now is crafted beers. That's how I, that's if I drink, that's how I drink. Uh, Jeff Harper says, What do you know about OLP guitars? OLP stands for Ocean. No, I'm just kidding. It stands for Official Licensed Product. And again, like a lot of the stuff I talk about on this channel, keep in mind, I don't Wikipedia page anything. This is all in the head so unfortunately you know uh, it's as accurate as i can remember it to be what i remember about olp was they were uh they were the company that started uh making licensed official licensed products of music man before there was sterling music man the import we know now there was olp so if you see olps that look like music man that's what they were and um I, I believe the company that did that, I don't want to get into that because I can't remember the name of the company, but here's what I remember. They were doing it, and my understanding was so well and so successful that I guess Music Man finally said to him, hey, let's do Sterling by Music Man. So here's what I do not know. Uh, this So that's what I do know, and this is what I do not know, But I uh, so that it will help you. I do not know that if 
they Sterling finally partnered partnered with the company that did OLP, and now all the OLPs are Sterling's import guitars. Or is Sterling cut off the licensing and went on their own way to do the new Sterling's? But either way, OLP was dissolved as a brand of guitars once the Sterling's came out. So if you have an OLP, essentially think of it as like a Sterling before Sterling. So way better deals though. I mean, you can pick up OLPs for for short money. It's a good deal. Um, when I did the, uh, you know, what guitar would I buy for $500 at the Sam Ash? Uh, there was two LLPs that I put aside that I was going to almost get. There was, that was the guitar I almost got in front of the, Le- instead of the Les Paul. If you guys uh, have any questions or anything, you can send them to Ask Know Your Gear. And also, I will see you guys next time at Friday at 3 o'clock at the normal time. Uh, and as always, thank you for your time and know your gear.